leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. We are live again. I am Renee Small, and this is the Breaking into Cybersecurity podcast, special edition, super recruiters edition. And I happen to be the only super recruiter here today. Voila! <laughs> so I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Chris. Hold on. Say hi to everyone, Chris. Hey, everyone. And I'm here with an awesome guest, Alicia Curry. Say hi to everyone, hey. Alicia. Hey, everyone. So Alicia is here. The reason why she's here during this edition is because we are today are going to be chatting about assessments. And we know as recruiters, a lot of times, and you all will have, you know, obviously have seen as um, candidates um, and people going through the process that many times when you're in companies, they will give you some type of assessment exam. Mm -hmm. um, and Alicia here works very, very, she's a Colby assessment um, coach and expert. And she has worked, Colby has worked with IBM, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. Um, NASA, Intel, Microsoft. So these are just a small um, glimpse of some of the companies who use Colby assessments in many different facets. So Alicia will jump in. Alicia, if you could kind of um, share with us what the Colby assessments are used for, what all is, you know, from what you understand around assessments. I mean, I've seen tons of them as yeah. being a recruiter and having to having them as some of the process um, in recruiting over the years. But talk to us about what you're seeing. Um, as you know, this is breaking into cybersecurity, so heavily technology focused um, individuals. And just talk to us about what you see from um, an assessment perspective and what people should expect if they are being uh, given an assessment during the interview process. Thank you so much, Renee. That's a mouthful. So, <laughs> so assessment, we take a lot of assessments. And what makes Colby different is that it's a conative assessment. And Colby is K-O-L-B-E, in case nobody knows or has ever heard of it before. And conative is another word that you've probably probably not heard before. Um, but most assessments focus on either cognitive, which is how you think, or affective, how you feel or your personality. But there are three parts to the mind. There is also a conative part of the mind, which is instinctive based. It's how you do what you do, how you are naturally wired uh, instinctively to solve problems and to strive. And that's why Colby is very different because it is the only true cognitive uh, assessment that there is out there that measures the results of your instinct. So if you had no um, instructions, you were given a problem and you had no instructions how to solve that problem, what is your go-to? What is your pattern of solving problems? 
that's what we measure. And that's why, especially in a, an industry like cybersecurity, it's very important to understand how do people solve problems? How do they strive? Because a lot of times with um, when we're doing something in a way that others tell us to do it, it really uh, sometimes works against our natural instinct. And what happens is it burns your mental energy because your natural instincts is where your mental energy, where you, you, you're either energized to do something or you're, it depletes your energy very quickly if you're doing it against your natural instinct. And so um, if, if you are recruiting using a Colby tool, this is kind of how we, we advise companies is you get the resumes, you, you narrow down your, your candidate list, and then you put them through the cold because you know what actions they are going to take and what actions they may resist and what things that, um, that they're okay either way doing. So there's a resistance, there is an initiation, and there is an accommodation of actions that we measure. And so if you know as a recruiter that the tasks, the actual job that people are going to do, that they're, they're going to excel in it because that is part of their natural instinct to do it, then why wouldn't you use it? You know, why wouldn't you want to know that, okay, I'm hiring someone, their resume looks good, everything looks good about them, but they're not going to do what I'm hiring them to do. Because naturally, they might do it um, because we're all motivated in different ways. So they, their motivation might carry them through that process for a few months, six months, a year, but then they start getting burnt out. They start getting frustrated. You start having communication issues. You start having all kinds of problems when in the beginning it was beautiful because they're working against their natural instinct for way too long. And it's beginning to take a toll on their mental energy, on their stress levels and everything like that. So if you know this going in, then why would you choose something someone to do something against their natural instinct. This is a, a very interesting topic because um, I'm reading this book, The McKinsey Engagement, about uh, team um, problem solving. And the chapter that I'm on today is motivation. So before, it's like doing assessments as to where, where people's strengths and weaknesses are, find out what motivates them, and then finding the best things to influence them based on their motivation. How does... Um, Colby help with identifying some of those areas? So Colby doesn't work with motivation, but we understand motivation. Okay. We understand how someone is motivated and why they're motivated. So part of our coaching in an organization is to really discover what those motivations are if someone is working against their natural instinct. Um, when you when you talk about teams, because you're, you're, you just brought up a really great subject, because I love working with teams, when you look at cybersecurity or any tech space, a lot of times there's cloning that's happening because they all have the same strengths, the same skill set. And so there's a lot of cloning happening in the workplace. And I'll give you a, a quick example. Like um, in NASA, we watched the movie, um, part of the movie, Apollo 13. And when they had all of the scientists in a room together, we can kind of see their action modes because there's a lot of times, I'll tell you the, what the four action modes, just to clear this up. So fact finder, and it's all strength-based, fact finder, follow through, quick start, and implementer. A fact finder is how you gather and sort information. 
and Colby measures on a spectrum of one to 10. So from one to three is a counteraction in that mode, which can also be a resistance and it's a strength. So everything is strength-based. So when I say resistance, resistance is not a bad thing because resistance, you need resistance to fly a plane, right? So resistance, but put in the right context and doing the right things um, will is where the strength lies. So if, if you are someone who goes into the details, really into the weeds of things, then you are an initiating fact finder. If you like to simplify, you are um, a counteracting fact finder. Um, for follow through, that's about patterning systems and processes. If you are um, initiate in follow through, that means that you build systems and processes. You, everything you look at has a pattern, has a system, has a process that you can put it into. If you, um, if you are counteracting and, and follow through, that means that you are more, ad, you adapt more, you are more random. Um, and then quick start is how you deal with spate, no, sorry, how you deal with, um, with, <laughs> I'm thinking implementer, but quick start is how you deal with risk, uncertainty, and change. So someone who is counteracting in quick, quick start will stabilize. They don't change very easily. And someone who is initiating will always brainstorm, look for the next thing. How do we get to the next level and everything like that? So they're always moving things forward and are willing to take risks. And when you look at someone who is an implementer, that's about space and tangibles. And they, the um, counteracting implementer will envision solutions, whereas the, um, the initiator will build a solution. They will always construct, demonstrate, build. So when you're looking at teams now, um, I was talking about Apollo 13, when they, they had the problem, you know, they're stuck in space. You could see those who were the implementers that went right into building a solution. They went to creating something. And those who were the fact finders were just spinning their wheels like, well, we don't have enough information. We don't know what's going on. We need more of this and we need more of that. And scientists tend to be more of that fact finder. So when you have cloning in a team, you'll find that the teams tend to all do the same thing at the same time. And there's, there's nothing against that, um, that force to spark change or to keep a project moving forward. So projects tend to run over, they tend to take longer because there's the team dynamic is more of a clone team dynamic instead of a synergistic team. So um, when you're looking at at building an organization or building a team, you want more synergy in a team than cloning, unless it's a team that works separately and not together. So sense? we, I mean, that's awesome. Alicia, we have so many questions coming in and we have a shortened timeline today only because I know, and I want to let people know that today was one of these crazy days where I have my three kids are running around. Chris, as you <laughs> probably see here, his son popping in and out. Um, and the the super recruiters who are typically here, that everyone's like busy. So it's one of these crazy days, but we wanted to continue to keep this going because I know that there are so many experts like you that have such great information and we want to be able to share this with our, you know, with the, the community so they know what to walk into when they're going into these different environments. So, Alicia, you have so many questions here. First one is um, Raphael says, fascinating. Never heard of that before. How can individuals do such an assessment? So I sent I tagged you. I just sent him to you. Okay. Um, 
Paul wants to know, is Colby approved as a hiring metric? It is. It yeah. is a hiring, yes. Okay. We have a uh, whole system for hiring that helps uh, organizations really find the right person for the function that they're going to do. And it's right. called right fit to make sure the right people are in the right seats on the bus. And that that's a that's a huge talent acquisition, like you know, right people, right place, right time, all of that. Yeah. It's such a big it's such a big thing when it comes to recruiting because to your to some of your points, you know, people are motivated for all different types of reasons. People, some people are motivated by money, some people are motivated by, you know, prestige. So there's all these different motivations. So it's like a lot of people do what they do to get in, but then a couple months later, are you really doing They're frustrated. Right. And, and the supervisor's frustrated and they're like, but right. you were such a superstar in the interview and you, you've been working so well, what happened? Yeah. And sometimes it's that misalignment because now the motivation has subsided a little bit and that misalignment with what you're actually doing and how you're wired to do is in conflict with one another and and you're creating stress within your own mind and in your own body and you don't understand it so question um when these companies do this in the hiring process do they share these results with uh the candidate that's going it's through them, them so that they understand that it's up to them some companies do and some companies don't um because again we can always if you are hiring a superstar and let's say I, uh, what you really need them to do in this function doesn't fit, but you really want them, then you have an opportunity now to really see where their strengths are and create a role that they can fit into that really will allow them to shine and continue your business to grow. Because maybe you were hiring them for this thing, but you have something else over here that this person will fit just perfectly for now you have that opportunity to bring them in, but in a different role um, where, you know, they're going to be successful. Right. There was, I, I took this, um, Alicia and I know each other from gosh, I don't know how many years ago. Yeah. Five, like seven, yeah a while ago yeah. we met, we were both at this um, one entrepreneurs group and I, we were, we both had to take the Colby test. We had to take this as an, okay. as an assessment. Colby and strength finders and strength finders. And, you know, I talked about strength finders last week. If anyone was here last yeah. Friday, that's one of my favorites. Um, Colby is probably a, a, an additional one, but it's so eye opening. And many of us will say, yep, that's exactly me. You know, like when it when it um, I think I was a strong quick start with some fact finder and like other results right behind me actually yeah you have yeah. you have mine so yeah so it it kind of goes to show and you know yourself like i'm one of these people like i need a uh, it what one of the things that i realized from taking this was that you realize i think it it reconfirms multiple things it reconfirms your strengths it reconfirms your weaknesses and it reconfirms the partners that you should have like i don't need a bunch of other quick starts I need people. No, <laughs> like I'm one of these people. I can jump in. I'm a quick start. It's like okay, let's go. Let's do this. Whatever. I need follow through help, right? You so, need follow through help, and you need implementer help, right? So it's like, I'm, looking your, I'm looking at your card right now. <laughs> so, Chris, you're here for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is like, why isn't that done? Why isn't that that great idea? Why isn't it done? It's like, why do you think you're, you're the <laughs> you're the ideation girl? You're the idea. Like, you will always come up with amazing ideas that you're ready to like 
um, activate immediately. Right but you now. Need, yeah, but you need someone to build those systems and processes in the back end so that it actually works. But you will create you you will create all those amazing ideas. You're always ad libbing. You're always like thinking quickly. You have that quick start energy. You're yeah. You have that nine quick start energy, and so. But but as a three follow through, you're very random and you're very you know. Yeah, it's like all over the place. Like, oh, <laughs> I think I want to do this now. This looks yeah. interesting. If you had that, <laughs> that partner that was the follow through, but not not an initiating follow through. You need someone who's a follow through that's probably like a six in yeah. follow through because the gap between your three and like say an eight or a nine will create conflict between the two of you. Yeah. That will create because they are going to want you to fit into their system and process. And you're going to be like, no, I can't yeah. do that. You tell me go to one to 10, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, I want to go one, six, two, then maybe 10. <laughs> That's how I want to do it. So, so Alicia, Chris, jump in and then tons and tons of questions. Oh, my God. We I was going to say for, 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 the, for the objectors, um, those that might not believe in the the methodology behind this, um, how, how would you handle those types of questions or those those individuals that um, don't see the methodology behind it? Sure. So this has been um, around for 40 years now. And every 10 years, they do a test retest. Like they, they uh, have people do the test retest every, every five years, sorry. And the test retest results have been one percentage point off. So it's been validated. It's been, um, the test retest has been very consistent so that there isn't a lot of shifting. In, once you've taken the test, it's a valid result based on 40 years of test retest um, statistics. So if someone doesn't believe it, they don't, they don't have to believe it. They don't have to believe in gravity either, you know, <laughs> but it, it, it works. So, but if yeah. you take the assessment, like if you take the assessment based on the way it's, it's intended. So we always tell you the questions, when you answer the questions, answer the questions. If you were free to do it this way, you know, if you were free to be you, how would you do it? So you really have to, check in with yourself and say, okay, if I was really free to do it my way, instead of, it's not asking you if this is the way your parents have told you or your boss told you, if you were free, completely free to do it, however you want to do it, that's how you have to take the test. And if you do that, then you will get the result that is um, consistent with who you are. And it's a big eye opener. This was one of those really big changes for me that I was like, wow. I'm not broken. Something's not wrong with me because I'm a quick start. People kept thinking, well, you have shiny object syndrome. No, my mind, my brain just moves quicker than most people and I'm shifting a lot. And so they just think that you're all over the place when really you're not. Yeah. So Alicia, tons of questions here. John Allen wants to know, is Kobe an active tool that the person applying for the job interacts with, or is it a tool that the company uses to assess the candidate strictly based on resume and conversations? 
you can take a Colby yourself and understand who you are, which is a great way when you're actually applying for a job because you would not apply for something that is just not going to be in your wheelhouse. Paul wants to know how long does it take to do the assessment? About there's 30 questions. So however long it takes you to really sift through those questions and they ask you most likely and least likely questions. So sometimes they're very similar and you have to think a little bit. So it should take you about 20, 30 minutes to take it. So Raphael wants to know, um, I've used the Gallup Strengths Assessment. So have we. How can this complement to better discover themselves? I love that. It is a compliment. I love that you use that word complementary because again, Gallup is an affective assessment and this is a conative assessment. So any assessment that you take that is diff hitting different parts of the mind work. Now you have an opportunity to really understand yourselves because Colby now works on your instincts. What is my natural instinct? How is my brain wired to solve problems and strive? And then your affective, you marry your affective to that and you say, well, these are the, the ways that I, I best operate. So for us, when we did the strength finders with Colby, you know that you're, you're, a, um, you're a quick start, but also Renee, I'm using you, um, oh boy, she's dragging me, put dragging me all out. <laughs> no, but as a quick start in in strength finders, you're also futuristic, which works hand in hand because yeah. quick starts are always envisioning the future and being that affectively you're also futuristic. See, I'm different that way in that my quick start, my affective, I am, I am um, context. So I always look in the behind you i always look in the history to put things in context and you are more futuristic so that works hand in hand so understanding how you're motivated using an affective tool helps you understand how now you take action with that affective motivation so is, that is there a um open test available that people can take without any cost to, to look no. at this Okay. Colby, there's a $55 cost for Colby to take the assessment. Okay. So, and you can take it for your kids. You can do it for your spouse. You know, that you can understand relationship things with Colby. There are a multitude, not just for hiring, but just so you know, there's a multitude of ways that you can understand your children better, what, how they do what they do instead of forcing them to clean their room if they're more random in the follow through understand okay give them a little bit of space with that tidy it up but they don't necessarily have to always be ocd with their rooms if you are you know like if you are that follow that nine follow through that everything has to be specific in its place and your kids are like a three you'll always be in conflict with them. They'll never clean their room, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so we are at, we're already at 12.02 and we I know tons, you have of, to go. tons of follow-up questions. Um, people are wanting to dig in. So I am going to say, Alicia, we need to invite you back maybe to next week's forum to okay. continue this because there's so many questions. People want to know about this. Well, because I'll jump in and, and type in any answers that yeah, I yeah you day. can follow up I'm, I'm tagging you in here as people <laughs> ask but I definitely want everybody to know you know like the reason why we do super recruiter and all of the you know all of the information that we and the content that we put out that Chris and I put out it's because we want you, you to be aware we want you to be informed 
we want you to know like from the people who are doing this on a day-to-day basis what exactly is out there and what to be prepared for when you go into these interviews so if you happen to be interviewing or at intel or nasa or one of these places that these are the expectations this is kind of like what is this is what's up they're going to use so these tools for you yeah they are they will use the tools they use it in from a from a recruiting standpoint and then they may use it in a when you're already in the role, right? To reassess and make sure- Well, that they won't the right- give you this, the, the assessment again. They already have those, but they'll use it to make sure that the team dynamic works and right. coaching around that if there's any, because communication, it helps with communication. It helps with so many different areas when you understand, because people have a different come from um, instinctively that that's not affect- affective. It shows up effectively, but it's really coming from- their uh, instincts. In addition, I want to add, Chris and I talk all the time about um, diversity of thought. And I think this is this so much aligns to that, like just bringing in different perspectives. Chris has to run. He has to jump yeah. off. I'm going to run in a second, too, because I have yeah. to jump. I know. But you bringing in different perspectives, all of that um, definitely is. Yeah, because we um, can talk about communication, how it's so many how pieces it differs and how. Yeah. Yeah, so many pieces to the puzzle. So excellent. Mm -hmm. Alicia, thank you so much for this quickie conversation. Mm -hmm. We really, really appreciate it. Um, We will have you on. We'll we'll look at the scheduling. I'm hoping we could get you on next Wednesday and we could have this for maybe an hour. I mean, not an hour, maybe 30, maybe 45 minutes. We usually go at least half an hour. Half an hour, okay. Um, But with the questions coming through, you know, people are asking Gabrielle's like, what companies? How do you find out which companies use these? I mean, there's so many questions. So Alicia's gonna jump in here. She'll answer your questions. Sorry, folks, that this one was so short, but we wanted to keep it short. And I wanted to make sure that my children were not jumping around behind me as we did this live stream. <laughs> Hence why we have it so short today. But in any event, thank you so much, Alicia, for being such an amazing person and coming on here with such short notice. And um, for all of the folks who are chiming in, we appreciate all of your um, questions and content and we want it to be interactive like this. So thank you so much for being here. And we will make sure to bring in Alicia next week if she has the availability and we will make sure to um, we'll see you again uh, on Friday because Friday we have we have the uh, mashup with the Hacker Valley Studio team um, and they're pretty amazing. And we'll be talking about stuff then. So. Alicia, we will see you next week. Thank you so All much. Right, you're welcome. Thanks Bye. for inviting me. Bye. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.